In Elaine Petroleum Distributor Inc. v. Snyder, 2022, ARC App 59, the Arkansas Court of Appeals affirmed a jury verdict of $2.5 million in a product's liability case, apportioning fault 25% for a tire distributor, Elaine Petroleum Distributor, and 75% to the tire manufacturer, Chindao Yang Ming, Double Camel Tire Company Limited of China. Judge Verdon addressed several issues in this complex multi-party case. Elaine Petroleum and Chin Dao separately appealed from the verdict, and during the pendency of the appeal, Elaine Petroleum reached a settlement with the plaintiff. During the trial, directed verdict motions were denied, and following the verdict, post-judgment motions were also denied. Chin Dao's principal argument on appeal was there was no personal jurisdiction because of a lack of contacts with Arkansas. The trial court ruled there were, and the Court of Appeals, in affirming, ruled the defense was waived under Arkansas Rule of Civil Procedure 12H because it was not raised in the initial motion to dismiss. A reference to a failure to state facts under Arkansas Rule of Civil Procedure 12B6 was insufficient. A brief in support of the motion to dismiss argued lack of personal jurisdiction, but it was filed a month and four days after the motion to dismiss, so it was unavailing. Judge Verdon explained, In this product's liability case, Appley Michael Snyder was injured when a tire manufactured by appellant Chindao Yaoyingmin Double Camel Tire Company Limited was sold by Elaine Petroleum Distributors, Inc., exploded while he was mounting it. A jury returned a verdict for Snyder on all of his claims, assessing his damages at $2.5 million and finding Chin Dow 75% at fault and Elaine Petroleum 25% at fault. On appeal, Chin Dow argues that it lacks sufficient minimum contacts with Arkansas, that the circuit court should have directed a verdict in its favor on Snyder's negligence and warranty claims, that the court should not have allowed evidence of subsequent warranty claims occurring after the incident in question over a subsequent remedial measures objection, and that the court should have granted a new trial or ordered remediature because the damages award was excessive and not supported by substantial evidence. Snyder cross-appeals from the form of the judgment or, alternatively, argues that Elaine Petroleum's proportionate share of fault should be increased. We affirm on direct appeal and dismiss the cross-appeal. On July 25, 2011, Michael Snyder was working in his family-owned mechanic shop airing up a trailer tire that he was mounting on a wheel for a customer when the tire exploded, hitting Snyder and causing serious injury to him. Chindao, a Chinese company, manufactured the tire, and it was sold to Snyder's company by Elaine Petroleum. Snyder filed his complaint against both Chindao and Elaine Petroleum on September 4, 2013. Snyder's complaint, as amended, asserted claims for negligence, breach of express and implied warranties, and strict liability against the defendants. Chindao filed a document captioned, Motion to Dismiss and Answer to First Amended Complaint on June 20, 2014. Chindao contended that the circuit court lacked personal jurisdiction because it was not properly and timely served with process. On July 24, 2014, 
Chindal filed a brief in support of its motion to dismiss. In addition to the service issues, Chindal raised for the first time the issue of whether it had sufficient minimum contacts with Arkansas and whether Snyder had properly pled facts showing such contacts. The hearing on Chindal's motion to dismiss focused on whether Chindal had sufficient minimum contacts with Arkansas. Snyder argued that Chindal had waived the issue because it had not raised the issue in its answer and motion. At the conclusion of the hearing, the court denied the motion from the bench, finding that Chindal's placing the tire in the stream of commerce to be used by customers in the United States was sufficient contact with the state of Arkansas to give the Arkansas courts jurisdiction over it. The court reasoned that to rule otherwise would effectively make the manufacturer immune from suit. In its written order, the circuit court found that Chindal had sufficient contacts with the state of Arkansas to give the court jurisdiction over the parties and the subject matter of the lawsuit. The case proceeded to trial before a jury in October 2018. The circuit court instructed the jury on strict liability, negligence, implied warranty, and express warranty. The jury answered special interrogatories at the close of the case, making separate findings of liability on each of Snyder's claims. In Interrogatory 1, the jury found that the tire manufactured, sold, assembled, or otherwise distributed by the defendants was in a defective condition that rendered it unreasonably dangerous and that it caused damages to Snyder. In Interrogatories 2 and 3, the court found that each defendant was negligent. Each defendant was also found to have breached implied warranties of fitness for ordinary purposes and express warranties. Damages were assessed at $2.5 million, with fault allocated 75% to Chindao and 25% to Elaine Petroleum. The jury's allocation of fault resulted in judgment against Chindao in the sum of $1,875,924.75 and against Elaine Petroleum in the sum of $625,066.25. End of quote. Chindao filed a motion to dismiss but did not state there was no personal jurisdiction. A challenge to failure to state sufficient facts under Arkansas Rule of Civil Procedure 12b-6 was insufficient. When Chindao later filed a brief raising a lack of personal jurisdiction in support of the motion to dismiss, it was a month and four days later. This was too late. Nowhere in its initial pleading does Chindao assert that it has insufficient contacts with the state of Arkansas to face a lawsuit in this state. Thus, Chindao squandered that opportunity by failing to raise the lack of personal jurisdiction defense. The fact that Chindao discussed the lack of minimum contacts in a brief filed a month after filing its answer in motion does not help because the answer in motion made no reference to a forthcoming brief to be considered with the pleading. The lack of minimum contacts was not raised at the first opportunity. It was merely an afterthought to the service of process issues that were timely raised along with other affirmative defenses. This was too late. End of quote. Another argument was that there was a reservation in the answer to plead further, but it was insufficient to toll the ability to raise the argument later. Quote, in its reply brief, Chindao asserts that it did not waive the objection to lack of personal jurisdiction because in paragraph 60 of its answer and motion to dismiss, 
it reserved the right to amend and plead further. However, Arkansas Rule of Civil Procedure 15A expressly does not permit pleading the defenses mentioned in Rule 12H1 to be raised by later amendment. Despite Rule 15A, it is possible that a defendant may prevent waiver of a Rule 12B defense by specifically reserving its objection to the defense in its answer. But Chendow did not specifically mention the Arkansas Rule of Civil Procedure 12B defenses in paragraph 60. Instead, it simply stated as follows. Paragraph 60. Chendow reserves the right to amend this answer and to otherwise plead in response to plaintiff's first amended complaint. The Supreme Court in Gailey v. Allstate Insurance Company, 362 Art 568, held that a general reservation such as Chendow made here was insufficient to preserve a Rule 12b defense venue. In Wallace v. Hale, 341 Arc 898, the defendant specifically reserved objections to personal jurisdiction and sufficiency of service of process, and the Supreme Court held that the defendant did not waive them. Therefore, Chendow has waived its personal jurisdiction argument, and we need not decide whether it has sufficient minimum contacts with Arkansas. End of quote. Chendow argued that express warranty and negligence claims should not have been submitted to the jury, but the appellate court disagreed. Quote, the jury was instructed on Snyder's different causes of action, products liability, negligence, breach of implied warranty of fitness for ordinary purposes, breach of implied warranty of fitness for a particular purpose, and breach of an express warranty. The jury was also instructed as to six elements of damages that Snyder could recover. The damages instructions were general elements of damages and not tied to any one cause of action. The jury answered nine interrogatories as to liability on each of the causes of action. The jury found in favor of Snyder on all nine interrogatories. The jury was not asked to and did not make any allocation or apportionment as to the causes of action or the resultant damages. Although special interrogatories were presented to the jury on the issue of liability under each cause of action, Chendow challenges the jury's findings only on the express warranty and negligence claims, leaving the verdicts on the product's liability and implied warranty claims unaddressed. In such circumstances, we must affirm without addressing the arguments. Ho Wei Chai, a, a Chindao employee designated as the company's representative under Arkansas Rule of Civil Procedure 30B6, testified by deposition. Through Wei Chai, Snyder introduced a two-page document described as warranty claims made by American Omni, one of Chindao's United States distributors. Wei Chai testified that 18 of the 30 claims were for bead separation, the same defect leading to the explosion that caused Snyder's injuries. He testified that certain tires were defective. Wei Chai further testified at length about changes in the manufacturing process that Chindao made in September 2013 and that Chindao had corrected the problems reflected by the warranty claims. Wei Chai testified that its tire could not have caused Snyder's injuries because it was manufactured after Chindao made the changes at its factory. It was revealed that Wei Chai was mistaken as to the date of the sale of the subject tire and it was, in fact, one of the defective tires. Chindao argues that the verdict was excessive because Snyder hit the jackpot because his medical bills 
were approximately $93,000, yet he was awarded $2.5 million. Chindao's argument focuses on the total amount of the jury's verdict and does not address the evidence submitted to the jury. The jury was instructed on the nature, extent, duration, and permanency of the injuries Snyder suffered, the reasonable expense of any necessary medical care, treatment, and services rendered, including transportation, board, and lodging, the pain and suffering and mental anguish experienced in the past and reasonably certain to be experienced in the future, the value of any earnings, profit, salary, or working time lost, and any scars and disfigurement and visible result of the injury. The jury was given a general verdict form for damages. When special interrogatories concerning damages are not requested, this court is left in the position of not knowing the basis for the jury's verdict, and this court will not question or theorize about the jury's findings. Chindao also argues that the verdict was a result of passion or prejudice, in part because it is a Chinese company and had no corporate representative at trial. Snyder's attorney made reference to this during closing argument. However, no objection was made. By not objecting, Chindao has waived this argument. Moreover, Chindao cites no evidence to support this assertion. End of quote. The opinion concluded the verdict does not shock the conscience of the court. Elaine Petroleum settled with plaintiff after filing its brief and before the decision in this case. The Court of Appeals ruled its arguments on cross-appeal could not be considered because of mootness due to the settlement. Quote, First, that Elaine Petroleum's proportionate share of liability should be increased under ART Code and Section 1655-203 because the judgment against Chindao is not reasonably collectible. Second, that a joint and several judgment should have been entered on the jury's strict products liability verdict against both defendants because fault plays no part in a strict products liability action. Snyder concedes that the first point is moot because of the settlement with Elaine Petroleum. That leaves the question of Snyder's claim that the judgment should be joint and several because the Civil Justice Reform Act of 2003 and its abolition of joint and several liability does not apply in products liability actions. We do not address this issue. First, we do not know how much of Snyder's damages were attributable to the product's liability cause of action as opposed to the other theories advanced by Snyder. It would be speculation to try to apportion Snyder's damages among the various causes of action. End of quote. End of decision. <laughs>